Happy New Year, everyone. I'm glad to see you here. And I hope you enjoyed your time off. Uh, we encouraged you to defrag. And as a result of that, you're coming back fresh and open cup. And so let's talk about our creative mind. Let's get our party started again for the 2020 decade and hopefully far beyond that. Okay, so let's start back. Although most of you guys are seasoned at this point and you took the break off, let's go back and refresh ourselves, reaffirm our quantum teaming pillars. Uh, and so instead of stressing, like it's hard to come back, it's hard for all of us to come back and actually jump in where we left off and get going. So look at yourself as once again, walking through that uncertainty realm, that pillar. Okay, and look at it this time, unlike when you first started as a newbies, wet, and where do I go? You know those things now. So now you can look at any uncertainty you're feeling as far as getting back in the groove of things, you know, as providing room for you to even deepen uh, your trust in the program and also uh, the quantum teaming universality of what, what we do. Uh, you have your department, maybe you were helping another department before you came, before we went on break, or maybe you will be helping another department now. One thing for sure is, as Kev said, next Wednesday, we're getting 12 more people. They're going to be where you were just a few weeks ago, and they're going to rely on you for your uh, entanglement now and your certainty. So go ahead and have that experience inside of yourself. It's only natural because here we are back again, new year. Uh, and what we have to, con I mean, it, you're even having trouble in like my class that I'm teaching. Uh, you would think that everyone would have their assignment in after a whole week of, uh, you know, resignation and defragging. And, you know, and I still have quite a few people that didn't get their assignment in. So they really defragged. I mean, they... <laughs> They went to another planet. I'm like, how did you not have it done in a week? So these things happen. And so together we will push ourselves back into the journey and allow it to unfold. But this time as seasoned interns, not as newbies. So remember, uncertainty goes to anticipation. So anticipate this new year. You know, what can we do new? What can we do to enhance even more? If by chance, I know it happened with a lot of the leaders and managers I just met with them. There's all kinds of new ideas for the new year. If you have any, please share them with your manager. We are always open to new ideas and new experiences. Then that anticipation will go to entanglement once again with the new people coming in who will rely on you and, and also with your team and other teams. And then we'll get back to superposition. So in the next week or two, we should be just as strong and powerful and excited as we were a week ago before the break. I'm ready for the next slide, please. Okay, so let's talk about our creative mind that we probably didn't use much of during the holiday. Either that or you drowned it in your late, you know, in nog, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we're back. Okay, so just keeping in mind that what the uh, internship affords you, 
it uh, is an opportunity not just to apply what you've learned uh, in your rubric-based classes, but also to put the pedal to the metal, to roll up your sleeves and actually try new things, do new things, enhance them, leave a legacy. Think in terms of when I do this, this is going to help the internship while I'm here, when I'm gone, when I join Gita, and far beyond. It's going to, um, we have some, um, tools and systems that were done years ago that are still current based on an intern actually using their creative mind. So you continue to try to expand that and grow it. Okay. And you get, like I said, you get most of that, you know, you get a lot of that through the actual rote uh, education. Okay. And that means, uh, you know, it's leading you out of something. It's leading you out of, you can say, uncertainty and, or ignorance. I mean, in the dictionary sense, not in the term of like being stupid. But you didn't know what you didn't know until you started coming to university. So now you do. You didn't know what you didn't know until you actually came into the internship and saw how what you've learned actually applies to a system and what you can do and how much human interface and human ambition and initiative makes all of this stuff work. I mean, it just doesn't pop out. It's a machine. I mean, and we were just talking about even AI as is um, expanded as it's getting. When you go to the source and root of that, there is some nerdy programmer <laughs> making an algorithm happen. They just don't happen on their own. Okay. So when you look at that, it's up to you to decide if you have like a fixed mindset, you know, this is what I learned in the class or this is where I sit. This is my one area and one area only. Or do you have a, a growth oriented mindset or do you have a little bit of both? Next slide, please. One of the things, and it's not on the side, but we need both and we need everything in between. As you know, the difference between just regular binary zero and one is fuzzy logic, which is what AI uses a lot and what we use naturally if we would only understand our own brains. And so there's, you know, 0 0.1, 0 0.2. I mean, you can split the hairs between zero and one ad infinium. And that's what we do in tech. Okay, so we need all of these different uh, ways that we learn. And as you see, maybe people get something out of nature. There's some of you all that like to climb mountains or, you know, go out and hunt or, you know, have different kind of plants and trees and stuff. And you learn a lot from that. There's a whole science of, of how the um, veins go through a, a, a leaf. And you can learn a lot from that, that you applied a lot to life. Or you can be people smart. You can be a person that learns a lot from uh, social, you know, social interactions, uh, either online or otherwise. Some people are just naturally good with numbers. Uh, Kevin is a visual learner. Most adults are visual learners. So sometimes Kevin will say, you know, send me a PowerPoint or, you know, make a, a, a video for it so I can really absorb it. You know, if you know yourself, then you know the way that you learn. Uh, Self-smart, you know, meditation, mindfulness. Sometimes a lot of us like to go within and say, okay, what's really bothering me? Uh, you know, I can't take anything personal that someone, because no one knows me like me. You know, so I tend to be a, a introspective, meditative person. Uh, when something's going on with me, I'm like, okay, what is my contribution to this? Uh, 
body smart, you know, the exercisers, the the people, the yoga people, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Music, a lot of people, um, music is a science. Uh, and once you know how to do all that, we have one of our professors that uh, is teaching tech through her knowledge, her previous knowledge of being a, a, a music teacher. Uh, or just words, you know, the readers, the ones that really comprehend from that. And there's a, a myriad, there's myriad more ways of learning. Okay. So uh, when you when you have a growth mindset, you're constantly looking within. And how can I expand that in my external experience? When you learn externally, then you pull that in to the internal. So we need both. And we're constantly doing that in our world. And one of the things that I find it very difficult to explain, and I tried things out on my children and all this kind of stuff. It's hard for people to realize that um, your brain is not your highest octave, okay? And, you know, there are philosophers that debate, okay, it's the heart, you know, it's your ability to love and all that kind of stuff. Others say it's my ability to think and all that. But I am saying that above both of those is a consciousness that is uniquely you, okay? It's uniquely Desiree. It's uniquely Teresa. It's direct, you know, it's uniquely Marjorie. And that is what is really running your show. Okay, so it's important that if we're having an experience in our brain or if we're having an experience with our emotions, that we as adults and, uh, you know, as evolving, you know, intelligent human beings, that we all, you know, we have enough control to say, wait a minute, let me go back into this, whatever you want to call it, secret space or into this very, very personal space and see what I am doing, what, how I am creating this experience in my world and how I can improve it. So the discovery starts with training oneself to go to that other place. Some people call it consciousness. Some people call it mindfulness, whatever you want to call it. You know, it can be a pillow in a room that no one else comes to but you. You can name it whatever you want to, but know that in each and every one of us, the thing that keeps you sentient, that keeps you breathing and functioning is that place above all these organs. But you can make these organs do what you want them to do. That's why I always say the mental diamonds, if you tie into that, there's nothing that would intimidate you. We talk a lot about, I could go into a room of neurosurgeons. Do I know neurosurgery? Heck no. But I could ask a copious question. I could listen and ask because I know that I have the skill set, the mental diamonds, the capacity to talk to any human on any level. So you don't have to be the expert. Many project managers don't even know uh, per se what they're managing, but they know the process. They know that, you know, A has to follow B, that analysis has to follow, come before design. And so that's where I want you guys to be, regardless of your IT specialization. I want you to know that you have all these facets available to you, just in you, in your mind. So that's why we always say, don't, hoard, you know, don't hang so much on what do you want me to do? with your managers or with your leaders or with that, you know, we give you a project, but that project is to give you the opportunity to own it. 
you know, to have creativity about it, to imagine what it could be, and then come to us and say, I think I could take this project and do ABC with it in addition to what you've asked me to do. What do you think? And let's have a conversation on it. So this is how you discover your hidden abilities, you know, and you can be the best person you can be. That's what you're going to take to an interview. It's going to be a lot of people with the same degree that you have, but it's going to be very few people that know how great they are. And that's what we are trying to promote here at PGIPT. Next slide, please. So let's play. Okay. I've missed you guys. You've missed me. Let's play. You see these two, these three pictures. Okay. When you first look at them, what's the first thing that inside of your own mind? Like when you first see them, what's the first thing you think about them? And just put number one, whatever you think about him. Number two, whatever you think about him. Number three, what do you think's going on with these people? When you first looked at it, there is no right or wrong answer, by the way. I can sing the Jeopardy music if you want, in case we have a lag in teams. Jim's favorite place. <laughs> So I assume you guys are typing and it's just taking some time. Let's break it down. What do you think about number one? Can you guys hear me? Can hear you just fine. Okay. Okay. Demetrius is number three is a deep thinker. Okay. Anybody on two and one? You can just say it if you're lagged, if you want to just use your mic. I was going to say I'd that there's two, an extreme lag. I'd Which one, Teresa? Um, what did you say? Just that there's an extreme lag. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Rhoda says, uh, Number two is on vacation, and number three is relaxing. All right. Yeah. One, one likes to have fun. Very quick thinker. Chris, yeah, Christopher's vibing some millennial stuff with number one. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just go with that, and we can go on to the next slide. And I and what is here is what the little uh, thing was under the pictures when I found them. Okay, playing around number one, vacationing number two, studying number three. Okay, so now this is just like, you know, how they have the little excerpts under a picture when you get it. And so this first guy, I mean, Chris was pretty close. He's a student uh, in digital fabrication for the arts. Okay, and so he's working on a, you know, a cutting edge project. And designing... An item a cult might use. That's a little weird. Oh, James, you were pretty close too, because I, to me, designing an item a cult might use is a little different. <laughs> uh huh. Prince is on it too, an inventor. Yes. Yeah, number one was an inventor. Number two, surprisingly, uh, was uh, he was a rude person. And someone had put this up on their, uh, whatever, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and it was a mother and her child. And they were taking the picture. 
And then Mr. Thing comes and gets in front of him and takes a picture himself. And so then she always, and so then the mother, and this is very interesting because she looks at it and she says, uh, you know, people always want to stand in the middle of things. Now you guys know that's her trust. It hurts. I mean, she has no, I mean, for, from a scientific point of view, empirical point of view, she has no data points. She has no survey to, to, to have this big conclusion. But what it did was it triggered something that she's been dealing with all, that she's dealing with in her own world. You know what I mean? You know, so she may, oh, here's another person that stands in the middle of things. You know, maybe there's a ex-husband she's mad at. Maybe there's, you know, like I said, some trusted hurts from childhood. But I thought it was very interesting. Uh, the man is rude. Okay. But that is, that can be a particular situation. The, that maybe if it happens, say, in the internship, you could send an email or ask to meet with someone in Teams and say, when you said this to me, I thought it was rude. It made me feel a certain way and get it all straightened out. Okay. And number three, she's sending an irate email. <laughs> I forgot who said she was chilling, but she's going to be chilling in a minute, isn't she? After she sends that out. <laughs> And she takes it from her own emotional place into someone else. Uh, and then she'll feel just fine for a minute. And I don't know the rule of thumb here. What we do is like when you have those kind of feelings, if you can back off of it for 24 hours, just leave it there, you know, in your don't send it. Just back off and see if you feel the same way the next day. Uh, and you'd probably a lot be a lot better off than having to justify whatever you said in that email that you know you burned it off. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. We've all done it, and we've learned from it that you very rarely, when you're angry, you very rarely uh, feel good about the way that you put it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, James, especially if she, if she, this was a step up, right? Especially if she was writing to someone in a position of power or agency over her. She's going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Okay, so, I mean, this is just a little, um, you know, exercise. And if we do keep striving for our highest mental diamond, if we keep striving for the best that we can be, uh, a lot of times we will perceive things in a different light. Yeah, yeah, that she can pull it back in time. I have a, 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 you know, you can go into your email client and put a, a, a hold on, like, you know, three seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds, that it'll hold it before you send it. I have that on mine, uh, basically because my nails are long and I make so many typos, I try to catch them. But it's a, uh, it's a, uh, just funny how um, if we rely on the mind alone, we're probably going to get into trouble. If we rely on the emotions alone, we're probably going to get into trouble. So we have to utilize all of these different um, avenues that are within us. Next slide, please. Especially in the virtual, right? Because you don't have body language. You don't know if that person is rolling their eyes or, uh, you know, or, stomping their fist when they're talking to you. Yeah, it does. It gives you time to, to think. So um, I guess in summation, we're saying you are the captain of your own mind. 
you can have a boss, you can have a wifey, you can have a honeydew, uh, you can have a teacher, you can have what, but in the final analysis, you are the captain. That is what makes you uniquely you. And this is what we come to love about you at the internship. What is uniquely you? That's what the 10 weeks, the 12 weeks are for, for us to try to discern who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, and try to support you in doing that. Okay? Ever growing, ever expanding. One thing that I really love about our internship, and this might be a little hubris because I'm in it to win it, uh, but the thing about it is we don't have hard walls. We don't have, oh, no, you can't do that because we're doing this. What we have is an opportunity for you to try things, to do things, to imagine what you can be and try it out. And as Jim always says, you can't break anything. He's got <laughs> he's got too many protections on him anyway. So you, you could try, but he's already been there and he's already anticipated uh, what you might do. Okay. So you give yourself permission to be as wise, as an intelligent as you want to be. Now, you can always find gaps in something, especially in a virtual environment. We were talking about this in the management meeting. Uh, if you let yourself, if you let your uncertainty, if you let uh, your lower angels, if you will, if you let them look at the internship and say, hey, you know, okay, I can wipe out 10 hours by looking at videos, or I can, you know, wipe out four hours by, you know, saying that I was reading this or doing that, you know, or I'm still working on something after the second or third week, you know, saying, oh, I can't figure this out. I'm still working on it. You can do that if you want to, but in the long run, you're just only hurting yourself. It's like the time value of money, and we can't run around. We can't anticipate. We can't you know, chase you to make sure that you're making good use of your 10 hours. We can encourage you to do so for your own sake. Uh, because I'm going to get paid regardless. I mean, the, the leadership that is here, they're going to be here regardless. It's about you. It really is about you and for us to be available to you. So make good use of your time. You're paying for it. Yeah, take ownership of it. You know, and if for some reason you need more stimulation, you need something more, you need something harder, uh, you, you need an answer to a question, don't wait two or three days or right before the AHOD, which we, you know, get more than we want to, and then send in and say, I didn't understand so-and-so and AHODs tomorrow. As soon as you don't understand, you have troubleshot it sufficiently, reach out to your boss. Yes, Dimitri, I like that. Emotional sobriety. That's nice. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So learn from others. There, There's no shame in that. As Kevin always says, there are no stupid questions. Uh, we wait for your questions. Uh, the people that ask the most questions tend to get the promotions quicker. Okay. And all of this is the key to quantum teaming. So let's go forward in 2020. Uh, having refurbished our knowledge of quantum teaming and how we're going to work together to be successful. And I think that's it for me, Kevin. You want to check? Oh, yeah. This is a good uh, website. Uh, I'll put it in the, give me a second, I'll put the URL. And it's a series of like five different, uh, it might be six, five or six different uh, uh, short videos about the different workings of the mind. 
uh, all the way down to like what Dimitri was saying, the emotional self, uh, your character, things like that. And, and if you get a chance, just uh, it's lagging, but it'll be coming through. You know, go through those and, and look at that. It's it's surprising what we don't know about our brain, how much we don't uh, take control of it, just letting it synapse. I mean, one interesting thing is that we can have thousands, I mean, like 300,000, you know, thought forms a day. If you think about all the fragmented thoughts you have, like right now I'm talking to you, you might also be glancing at your television, I hope not, or you might be shaking your finger at your kid. All these things are different thought forms. So it's up to us to kind of have a control over that and prioritize what's important in this immediate moment. And so it talks a little bit about that, but I find it very interesting. And as Kevin said, we're expecting at least 12 new interns next Wednesday. They'll be coming to your departments. They'll be asking you different questions, you and the manager and all that. And you are officially, as of this moment, you are the seasoned interns now. So, uh, we're trusting that you can help them if they reach out to you and enhance your uh, department. And that's it for me.